Hi friends, welcome back to a brand new episode of OK Now Breathe podcast. I'm Megan from OKNowBreathe.com, where I share stories about childhood trauma to help you heal your inner child so you can learn to love yourself once and for all. Okay, so every time I sit down to record an episode, I always get this like, like I don't even know how to explain it. Well, if you have anxiety, like uh, it's not like incredible anxiety it's just like a uncomfortable like feeling in my belly where you know the topics that I talk about on my podcast are super heavy the stories are often filled with a lot of trauma and sometimes I really don't know the best way to approach it in my head it's always like tell your story as authentically as you can even if it's painful, even if it's embarrassing, even if you're ashamed of something. And the story I'm about to tell you today, I've been kind of hesitant to talk about it, but I did talk to my husband. Oh yeah, I recently got married, (laughs) like a couple weeks ago at the time I'm recording this, and oh my gosh, everyone always tells you that your wedding goes by so fast, And it will be, you know, your favorite day of your life. And honestly, there are are a lot of hiccups. You know, it's a wedding. (laughs) What wedding goes by perfectly. But man, it was more beautiful than I could ever imagine. If you want to see pictures of it, I do have some pictures up on my Instagram at OKNowBreathe. And if you want to find me on any socials, I'm OKNowBreathe everywhere. Um... Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. But yeah, like I said, I was talking to my husband about this earlier today, and I asked if he would be comfortable with me sharing certain aspects of our relationship that aren't exactly picture-perfect, Instagram-worthy memories or details of our relationship. Because I truly feel that not enough people are talking openly about how much trauma, childhood trauma, whatever kind of trauma impacts relationships, especially if both of you grew up with childhood trauma throughout growing up and it has affected you in every aspect of your life. And that rings really true to my relationship, especially in the years where I was going through the absolute hardest chapter of my life. I I cannot even think back to this time without feeling like, it's not like I get brought back into those memories, but some heaviness will always weigh on my heart about this time. It started around 2014, I would say, when I was just starting to come to terms with childhood sexual abuse and I was coming to terms with I was trying to tell my mom about it because she always told me if something ever happens to you tell me and I did tell her and it waited six months for anything to happen after I begged her that I really needed help I really needed to go to therapy and the thing is at that time in my life I had incredibly debilitating depression and anxiety and phone anxiety that I couldn't make my own therapy appointments. And now looking back at it, I realized that there were other options for me. There are other ways for me to support myself during that time when my parents were going to 
through a divorce where I had to put my dog down to sleep. My dog of almost 15 years, I had to put down in the midst of really bad alcoholism on my dad's part. And it was just an incredibly lonely and difficult time. I was self-harming every day. I was panic attack after panic attack, suicidal thoughts. It was all so much. And where I went wrong in, in my relationship, in my life, and I think about this a lot to this day, especially now that I'm in a much healthier position in my life, mentally, emotionally, whatever. In all areas of my life, I'm just more at peace. And it's sometimes hard for me to go back into that time. But every time I think about it, I think about how codependent I was in my relationship and the thing that helped me find my independence was when we had to move to Tennessee and 600 miles away from, you know, my whole family and my partner, my boyfriend at the time, my husband now. <laughs> I still can't get over that. But, you know, I latched on to him. And it was like he was my only support system and he was all I had. And if say he was busy, I did not know what to do with myself. I did not know how to keep myself occupied from my thoughts, from my self-harm urges, from the negativity that was swirling in my brain. And now I just think about, I was so deep into self-harm and self-hatred and now I'm coming up on four years self-harm free. And something that I did about a month or two ago I I will share this story at another time in another episode, but the brief summary is I was in a very high stress time in my life with the wedding, running my own business. My dog has, or she just had surgery for her ACL injury. She's going through that and my dad was high stress and me and him were butting heads and there was an argument and he basically said that I was the reason that I messed up the whole family and that really broke me and back several years ago I would have latched onto my husband he was you know essentially essentially he was my savior or I viewed him in some in some way I viewed him as my savior but this time around I reached out to a crisis text line and I was on the texting with this person for about two hours and the old me would have never found, I guess, the, I don't want to say strength because it's difficult when, say, I was in the midst of severe depression, severe anxiety to say I wasn't strong then. But I have more, I guess, desire for my coping mechanisms now. I have a lot more experience with my coping mechanisms and knowing what works and what is a bad coping mechanism that I should stay far away from. But the old me, my husband, back when we were dating, back several years ago, he was my only support. And that's something that I regret to this day. But at the same time, I have compassion for myself. Because at that time when I was going through so, so much, like I can't even explain it you know, I can't necessarily put myself back in that time without just breaking my own heart. That time was an awful, 
awful time in my life. And like some examples of my codependency was say he was, uh, he stayed up too late in my eyes. He stayed up too late. So I knew he was going to sleep in and I knew that he, you know, I wasn't going to have that support in the morning. But back then there was a time when I really did need his support. It was such a hard time in my life. I was working from home or just starting my business of working from home. And, but being in that depression, anxiety mindset is very, very complicated to work. And then I felt even more low about myself. But yeah, I was dealing with my parents' divorce and having to know I had to sell my childhood home and move 600 miles away from my family. And I also knew that my 15 or almost 15 year old dog, my childhood dog that I had since I believe I was nine years old, she was losing her strength in her back legs. And I knew that time of us having to put her to sleep was coming near. But there's, you know, we held on until she told us with her eyes that she was ready that she was ready to go. But until then, she had this fight in her. So, you know, we would swoop our arms underneath her body and help support her as she walked, as she went to the bathroom and all that stuff. And then, obviously, I had my younger dog at that time, and she's 10 now. I don't even understand how fast time flies. But I was taking care of that, and I felt I had nobody. My mom gave up on me, you know, my dad was in the thick of his addiction and I felt so alone and I latched on to my husband and so it's like so if he stays out late he doesn't go to bed on time he's going to wake up later and I'm gonna have to be in my head and be in my thoughts by myself how the heck can I do this how the heck can I survive like this you know and it's like felt like say if he had plans of something or he like forgot to say he had plans with friends or whatever it might be. I was like, I felt like he was abandoning me. I thought that I was too much for him. I thought that, you know, I was a burden. I felt all these things and all these things stem back from my childhood and my abandonment issues with my mom. She was never there to pick me up at school on time. You know, there would be times where she would leave the house for hours at a time and not tell you where she went and you know she was never there emotionally you know a lot of times she wasn't there physically or she was physically abusive mentally emotionally abusive it was it's it's a lot for one person to carry and I expected my boyfriend at the time to support me and there should have been ways that I found more outside help. I should have found a therapist that clicked with me. In my head, I was like, my mom can make this therapy appointment. She has the insurance card. You know, she knows what to do. She's, you know, she's the adult. But there were other options. And now I know that there are other options. But even then, when I was in the thick of my depression and the thick of my anxiety, I didn't want help. You know, like I knew I needed help, but I didn't want it. I was in so codependent that all I wanted was my husband. All, like he, as soon as he would walk through the door, I felt like I could feel safe. And that was not fair to him. And when I look back on that, I'm so proud of myself for how far I've come because abandonment issues, man, childhood trauma, man. (laughs) 
it all runs so deep and like I said it impacts your relationship so much and I'm guessing some of you who are listening to this now you're probably like oh am I codependent am I struggling with this you know say if my husband he got off of work late and or he drove home and he didn't let me know that he was home and say like 30 minutes to an hour went by I would assume that he was dead on the side of the road I would assume that the worst possible thing happened or that he just got tired of me and abandoned me (laughs) and all this time when I was struggling with say he he needed an outlet you know he needed to escape from everything that I was going through as well I expected him to carry my emotional pain on, on top of the stress that he was dealing with trying to take care of me. Because a lot of people in his situation, dealing with everything that I've dealt with and I was going through, a lot of people would have left. And I would not have blamed him if he did. Because it was a lot to handle and at the end of the day, we always have to put ourselves first. We're the only person at the end of the day that we've got and if he needed to walk away from me to find that peace within to walk away from the stress and the weight that I was causing him by bringing all my problems and throwing them on him it wasn't fair but anytime this is the the hardest part of thinking back to this is if say he made plans with other people, like I said, I would break down if I didn't know in advance. Or even if he did go out with them and he did like, you know, remind me or tell me that he had plans, I would feel second place. And I would turn to self-harm. And so many times I turned to self-harm during this time in the relationship. And at the same time, I even put that self-harm burden on him in a way. You know, because he felt like, oh, is she self-harming because of me? Or is she doing this to say, I don't know, manipulate the situation? And I can totally see that, you know, that is a very logical thought. But for me, the self-harm was always a hatred on myself, always feeling that I was unworthy, always feeling that, it, of course, I need to hurt myself. You know, of course, I need to hurt myself because, like, I am unlovable. And if this is the only pain that I can have, besides the alternative option of suicide, I will take it and I will latch onto that. And I was so self-destructive. But like I said, becoming long distance for the past three and a half years, almost four years coming up in February, I found myself. I found myself in nature. This is where I found spirituality And I attribute so much of my healing of my codependency issues and, you know, my trauma and, you know, where I really started to focus on inner child healing was through spirituality, was starting to read tarot cards and oracle cards and starting to use crystals and starting to use the energy of the planets and the moon and astrology and learning my birth chart. I'm figuring out my numerology numbers. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I do have several articles about these topics on okdotbreathe.com. 
And I also have a free self-love ebook that you can download from my website. I will also have the link in the show notes, but you can find it on my website where I talk a little about spirituality and I talk about inner child healing because these things are so important. And if you're open to the idea of using spiritual tools like oracle cards, but what I love doing every morning is drawing out an oracle card and journaling on it, figuring out my blind spots, figuring out the things that I need to unearth so I can start to feel more and more and more gentle and at peace and frankly in love with myself. I think we all deserve to feel in love with ourselves. Every part of ourselves getting to a point of self-acceptance and honoring and cherishing ourselves. Like I said, you can find so many valuable resources on okanalbury.com Or if you're not really a blog type reader, I also have several more stories of childhood trauma just like this on my podcast. And be sure to head over to my TikTok and my Instagram at OKNotBreathe where I share even more, (laughs) even more stories about my childhood. That sometimes I go even deeper on there because I'll focus on one particular story at a time. So if you're in the mood for just watching like a three-minute video of me talking about childhood trauma, like the time that I was forced to wear diapers because I had a hard time controlling my emotions because I got punished every time I did use my emotions. So I know this was a very heavy episode, but I know that some of you relate to it and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the pain and the trauma you've experienced and I'm so sorry that it has seeped its way into your relationships. There's help. I always, always, always on top of spirituality, I recommend more, I guess, practical or I don't know if that's the right word, but more normalized (laughs) things of self-help, of online therapy. Online therapy is a great way to start talking about your childhood through a licensed therapist and you can do it from the comfort of your own home just like I said earlier I recommend journaling a lot I recommend meditating I also recommend chakra work you know so much of our energies and our healing comes through our chakras you know especially with our root chakra starting in childhood that's your foundation and working its way up and healing yourself that way I think the combination of spiritual and I guess like I'm trying to think of a word here I'm just gonna say practical logical I don't know (laughs) you know therapy mixed with crystals tarot and oracle mixed with journaling And like meditation, moving your body through the connection of your mind, body, and breath through yoga. All these things all together, all at once can create this beautiful life. And I'm saying this from the depths of my soul because I never thought there was a way out for me. I thought that my misery and my pain and my trauma was all that I would know. And my relationship is so much healthier now. I could just burst and cry because now my relationship feels like it does in the beginning of our our relationship. Like, yeah, he knew my trauma early on and like he was there through it all, through all the discovery, through all that hardships. 
And if you're experiencing something like that, if I can only offer you one advice, it would be to immerse yourself in healing from a tender place, from a loving place, and not a place of you are broken because you are not broken. And we are lovable. We are worthy of it all. And I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode. Please head over to okaynowbreathe.com and pick up your free copy of my self-love ebook. And also, like I said, follow me on TikTok and Instagram to stay updated and be sure to know when my next episode will be dropped. Thank you so, so much for listening from the bottom of my heart. Talk to you again soon. Bye.